Welcome to another episode of the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. I am your host, James Geralds, recording back, you guys. We bike, Broadway Studios. Man, the trip was dope. Check out the episodes. You know what's really happening. Let's do some housekeeping. Shout out to the listeners on the web, folks listening on Apple, what's happening Cats over on Spotify. Keep keep it up, man. We appreciate the support. 3.5 niggas on Google still holding us down. Yo, man, I see you guys. And uh, yeah, entrepreneurs, keep that schedule filled. Nine to fivers, keep those AirPods in so your boss ain't tripping. You know what's really good. Also, shout outs to the armed forces. Shout outs to the, the patrons, the art collectors. Shout outs to the ladies. Yeah, man, we're here. Back at it. This is most likely episode 41, if I'm counting right. Damn, dude, we're almost to a year. We got some surprises going up. Book is gone. Uh, We still got hoodies, T-shirts, coffee cups, socks. If you want to support the podcast, check out the Teespring. Um, Still got some paintings. Moved a bunch of shit. Got Broadway Studios art hop popping next Thursday, so... Actually, I don't even... Okay, it, you guys will actually have heard this and Art Hop just passed. So, yeah, sorry about that. If you came out, we appreciate the support. <laughs> okay, so we're taking a little different turn this time, guys. We've had a lot of, you know, graffiti writers in the last few episodes. We had some DJs coming through. We had some of the old school homies pop up. Yeah, but this time... We're, we're going in a different direction in the art, and I'll tell you guys, it's been a while, and I've been ser- searching because when I first started this podcast, I had in mind the type of people that I wanted to come on, people who were really about the craft. And one thing that I thought of is I was like, okay, I want to get a photographer, but I don't want to get someone who specializes in digital photography. I want to get somebody who fucks with like darkroom photography or, you know, taking it from the negative to the finished photo and like really getting their hands over and out in the mud. Yo, um, and, and no slight against digital photography. You know, we all got to do what we can do, but for the sake of what we got popping over here family on the art mbs podcast we gotta get you guys to that real shit you know what i'm saying get get you down to that fucking the motherfuckers who are using potassium cyanide and shit so we out here we're chilling and we got an esteemed guest and i'll tell you the, the first time i had met this particular gentleman um he had uh he was showing in Broadway Studios over in studio. I think it's studio number two. Ariel was in there at the time. And um, he came in and he was doing some some portraits. And kind of he was like, yo, I'm going to come in here, test out the lighting and see what's popping. So he came, said all his, his fucking chemistry, breaking bad fucking shit. He was up in here like on some Walter White. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then they go outside. He busts the pictures down, and then Ariel shows me the pictures after he leaves, and I was really uh, amazed thoroughly by the by the work. And then, you know, through his pop-ups, I was able to see him over out Fulton Street Coffee. Shots of Fulton Street Coffee, y'all fucking with me. Mm. So, you know, people get busy, people are doing shit, because, yeah, man, we're out here grinding, everybody's trying to get it. And there's enough food on the table for us to all eat. So, we had to get a, we had to get a real cat in here. Um, and we're going to shoot the shit. We're going to get to the art and the BS, but Marcos, um, 
Yeah, man. I just we gotta welcome you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Appreciate you coming out. So we have kind of a, a standardized welcoming question I like to ask the guests, and I will hit you with the same joint. Okay. What is your first memory seeing art? Ooh, wow, that's a great question. Um, I think. Uh, my most vivid memory seeing mm -hmm. art was actually uh, my sophomore year in high school. I took uh, this class called Humanities, and it was it wasn't an English class. It was kind of a mix of like uh, it was with my English teacher, and she introduced us to a ton of art. Mm -hmm. um, and that's I don't remember specifically like what piece of art it was, but she that whole school year, you know, I was 15 years old. Um, it, she took us to like see Phantom of the Opera in San Francisco mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and I think that year, those 10 months of being exposed to art, I think that's my most vivid memory of, mm. of art or early onset memory. Okay. Yeah. So sophomore year in high school. Yeah. So now we're at, at, at that particular time or before, because I would assume at that point in time, that was back in the age of like disposable cameras oh, yeah. and shit like that, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. That was 95, mm -hmm. 96 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so definitely. Now, now were you into photography at that point in time? Uh, I wanted to be. Mm. And it was, it was one of those situations where uh, the high school I went to, real small high school uh, in, near Modesto called uh -huh. Riverbank High School, uh, very few elective options. So, okay. So uh, as far as... Be getting the chance. Uh, um, smoke it if you got it. Drink <laughs> it if you got it. You know what's really good. Uh, as far as getting the, the opportunity to actually get into photography, I uh -huh. never really had that. Okay. Um, but one of my first memories of like being interested in photography, uh -huh. we had a family friend who would shoot 35 millimeter, like back in the 80s, and I still have some these great photographs of like myself and my siblings uh, that are just they're so rich just the the tone of the colors okay uh and it's all on film mm -hmm. so i remember seeing her camera and her changing like the aperture and you know and i was just like i want one of those mm -hmm. you know so i was always into cameras uh or just just the the, the build of a camera um, but i didn't get into photography until later okay and that was just kind of like i made it happen okay know, type of thing so mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, at that time, I started to enjoy music, mm -hmm. started to appreciate art, um, but it wasn't until probably I was early 20s, like later, uh, that I actually took a photography class okay. and got into that. So, okay. Yeah. And then, so now, does does like the artistic gene run in your family? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I didn't realize till later that my mom's mom, she's a really... She's a painter, mm. uh, and I never knew that growing up. Like that wasn't we just weren't exposed to that. Um, actually, until I was like in my late twenties, early thirties, my mom had a, a painting on the wall, and I thought it was just like something she picked up, mm -hmm. you know, wherever. And she's like, "No, that was, you know, I'm like what the hell." Uh, and my mom has a really good hand too, and a mm. good eye. So she okay. used to paint like little uh, uh, landscape type things right. or still lifes on rocks. Like she'd Ooh. go down and get like river rock. Uh, doing like little miniature like, joints, huh? Yeah, and mm -hmm. she would. She was. A, she crocheted. Uh, and she still does a lot of that stuff. Uh -huh. So she was always creating stuff. Okay. 
but as a kid, I never really put that together. Gotcha. But now that like I am trying to follow that path, I realize that. You know, mm. uh, and my brother, he's a drummer. Uh, you know, he teaches percussion, so it's. I think we all have a little bit of that. Okay. You know, and, and it's just a matter of trying to expose it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. You know, and it's interesting because, like you said, it was in the family, but it wasn't brought to your attention. You know, yeah. and and that makes you know me uh, ask the question like, how many other circumstances are like that? Like where mm-hmm. people are artists and families, and the other. Uh, generations aren't exposed to that so then they don't get that but if you know if you're teaching and you're sharing in your practice then you know but then sometimes it's like the kids the the parent will do art and then the kids may not want to do art so then it's like it at that point it just dead so then if there's like another generation then there it just kind of stopped because you know one didn't learn but yeah man interesting so now when you when you started doing photography, you started taking photography classes in your twenties. Um, after you kind of you know learned those ropes, what were you mainly focusing on? Thirty five millimeter. What were some of your favorite cameras? Uh, my first photo class, I was probably actually twenty twenty one, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a film class. So it was it, it was thirty five millimeter. I didn't have a camera, mm-hmm. uh, so I went out. Like I think that was the first time I ever used my credit card. Mm. Like I was like, "It's worth it." I'm gonna go. <laughs> you know, I think I spent three hundred dollars. It was like a Canon Rebel, whatever. Mm, okay. You know, I went to Best Buy. Right. You know, it was one of those things. Uh, but I needed a camera for the course, um, and at that point, it wasn't about really the camera. The ah. instructor was like, "You just need something to shoot with." Mm-hmm. Um, where I probably could have went and got an old camera for like fifty bucks, but mm-hmm. I didn't know. Uh, but anyway, it was more about the process. So yeah. we learned how to develop uh, the film and how to make prints from the film. And that's, that's at that point is when I was like, I fucking love this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the process. Like I would spend six to eight hours in the dark room in the evenings while my buddies were out doing whatever. And I was right. like, I'm just, this is it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, so I think at that point, that's when I knew I loved it. Um, but that was also, that was 2001-ish, and that was when uh, digital cameras started, like professional uh, DSLR cameras mm-hmm. started kind of working their way into the industry. Uh, whereas before, these guys were shooting events, sporting events, whatever, uh, with film, mm-hmm. you know? But now, I remember a, a digital photographer came and spoke to our class and was like, this is the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like these big ass memory cards, and, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool so it was a weird transition I learned the process I learned how to do it and then I kind of left I was in San Diego at the time mm-hmm. and I left San Diego then I didn't have access to a, a dark room or any of that anymore mm. um, but I got a digital camera okay so that kind of you know that was another kind of like with your book how you have these different chapters mm-hmm. like graffiti and then you got into like mixed media mm-hmm. and digital it was the same thing yeah it was like mm-hmm early 2000s everyone was moving to everything digital mm-hmm. like yeah. everything a yeah. lot of art was going that way yeah mm-hmm. um, so yeah and then there was you know other transitions that led me to this point right yeah it's like yeah. in early 2000s um yeah that that was definitely 
you know, it's like when I think about like things going digital, right? Like what sticks out in my mind is like living in Seattle and seeing the first like Apple iPod ads where it was like the silhouettes yeah. and then it was yeah. all the vibrant backgrounds. Yeah, you know? that was and like just, 2000, yeah, 2002, mm-hmm. 2003. Um, yeah, and that, those, those ads specifically ran until like 2008 mm-hmm. like that was yeah you know yeah um and it was a lot about like the iphone and i'm not like like you said earlier like mm-hmm. not knocking anything digital because a lot of what i do now that helps um uh, just like scanning the images and all, there's a lot of digital right. technology that it's fucking awesome like i couldn't do this without it mm-hmm. uh, but i think i was just too infiltrated with as far as photography goes i I just kind of got bored you know i missed the process mm-hmm. the I, craft yeah the craft and i had forgotten that that's why i loved it i was trying to i don't know i was trying to go other directions and mm-hmm. you know it never really panned out and that's why it's because i wasn't really truly enjoying myself right so, yeah. and that's that's really what matters like it's work but then also it's like our passion so we need to you know do it and feel good about ourselves after yeah. we're fucking done and shit yeah so yeah, that's that's nuts, man. But I definitely, you know, I hear it because it's like we have to. And what's crazy about it is straying off of the path is necessary because if every day is a sunny day, what's a sunny day? Right. You know, you need the clouds, you need the rain, you need the snow to appreciate the fucking sunny days, man. Yeah, I think for me. Uh... I'm good. You ever fuck with a Roloflex? Like those yeah. like 120 millimeter yeah. shits? Yeah, then that's, that was kind of the next phase of before this tintype and collodion stuff. Uh-huh. Um, after the digital, like, you know, I I still do some like digital work, photo shoots, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm actually better now that I'm older to say no because mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, but for a long time I was doing a lot of digital work and trying to build a portfolio. Uh, and I some I actually uh, there used to be this website called uh, Couch Surfing. Hmm. I don't know if you've okay. heard of it. Now is that the one where people just like go on there and then they like find couches? Like okay, yeah. and you you basically crash with someone for mm-hmm. free. They host you. you yeah, know? Uh, but it's it's a really cool community. You're getting like people from everywhere. Uh, I used it when I traveled in Vietnam, like in 2012. Oh shit! And then right after, uh, I think 2013. Maybe 14. Um, I like opened my apartment up to host someone, and mm. some guy hit me up. It was this French dude uh, from Paris who was like a filmmaker, and oh, he was like shit. a legit filmmaker. Okay. Like, if you're a filmmaker over there, uh, you know, the government is really behind the arts yep. there. So, mm-hmm. I forget his schedule, but it was like you basically work, um, it was something like you work six weeks and you get two months off. Mm. Six weeks, two months off. And that's so these artists can like travel and learn and collaborate. Yep. So they really like ensure <coughs> they embrace um, that. It's a it's a really cool concept. Um, but he came down. He had all these crazy Polaroid cameras, like uh-huh. old school Polaroid cameras. Oh shit! And he he took a trip up to the Sequoias, and uh, he was staying with me for like four days, and he brought back these Polaroids. That I was like, holy shit, man! It wasn't like you think of Polaroids. Usually, you think of the 80s and 90s, uh, I forget the, the yeah, model, yeah, but, the you know, one spits touch it out. Fucking yeah. one thing, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, uh, yeah. 
this camera was like had the bellows and it was all manual, you Ooh. know. So like the the film came in a ten pack and you had to like pull it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that joint. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was cool. Um, but that got me into Polaroids. So I started mm-hmm. shooting Polaroids and I bought some of those cameras. Okay. And, um, and then that led me back to shooting film. Uh, 120 with like the Rolleiflex type mm-hmm. camera. I have yeah. one of those. Um, and I, I just, now I, I'm kind of a camera collector. Like I have a lot of old cameras. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's actually one of my favorite film cameras. It's a Yashica, uh, same type, you know, it's like the little box, yep. two lenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, I, I shot film for, and I still shoot film. When I go on trips, I just take like a little point and shoot film camera, 35 millimeter. Okay. And, uh, but for about three years, I was really like experimenting with film and like double exposures. I was like, you know, I just, I was trying to create something and try to figure out like what I liked because uh-huh. I had forgotten over the course of those 10 years shooting uh, all digital. Right. Yep. I hear it, man. I hear it. Wow. So then, um, that's, that's fucking that. So it's like the film the digital and then eventually you have the evolution to the tinto yeah type, tin right? type yeah yeah, the yeah. Tin type. yeah so yeah, it was yeah. kind of a full circle from like film digital polaroid back to film more experimental with film this mm-hmm. time uh and then still looking for like new ways to create with film and then i stumbled upon i don't know if it was an article or something online about uh, about this dude in Austin, Texas, mm. who was doing tintypes. Okay. And, I mean, I knew, I kind of knew what a tintype was, but I didn't know the process. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I knew that this was, like, something done in the 1850s. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, can you explain what tintype is? Yeah, so a tintype, uh, I'll try to do my best. It's actually, it's kind of hard to explain. You have to see it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you saw me kind of set up my mm-hmm, stuff, yeah. but it wasn't until you actually saw mm-hmm. the end result. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, a tintype is uh, the process started in 1851, like, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like the old Civil War era mm-hmm. uh, where you're, uh, the, be- the best way I, ex- or the, the way I explain it that I think makes the most sense is it's a handmade Polaroid. So you're like, you have the metal plate or a piece of glass, you're pouring uh, collodion on it, and then you're soaking that in silver nitrate to make that light sensitive. So it's, you're, you're creating a piece of film, you're shooting it, you're developing it, so it's a hand, handmade, handcrafted uh, portrait, mm. um, and I'm shooting four by five, which is it's a decent size. It's considered like a half plate. Um, there are guys out there shooting like eleven by fourteens. It mm. just depends on the camera because okay. your camera, the camera you're shooting with, has to be the size of the plate because you're taking that plate and putting it right into the camera and then taking it out, right? So my camera that I'm shooting with now is it's a little. It's like from the the 50s probably it's an old press camera it's probably eight by ten you know but it holds a four by five cartridge so um so yeah a tintype it's i guess the best way to think of it it's more it could be like an heirloom you know it's something Mm -hmm. that it will last hundreds of years so if you have a portrait of yourself you know generations down the road someone could find this and go fuck who is this Mm -hmm. you know like right and i that's what I really enjoy about it is uh, I think a lot of people have, have never had that feeling of like something tangible that was made in front of them that's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like what else? I don't know what else. 
besides art, you know, that, yeah. that you could say that's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. I, I've been doing it for, this is like about a year and a half now, solidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still learning, like, I, I'm nowhere near perfect. Uh, there's other guys that have been doing this 10 years, 20 years, and their work is nice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they're still not you know, it's always like this evolving learning process yeah. with all the chemistry and stuff. Um, and you could see on a lot of the images that I shoot, uh, which I kind of, part of it I enjoy, you know, seeing, you see the artifacts of, of the chemistry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you could yeah, look yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and every image is different. So, yeah. you know, depending on how I poured the developer or how I poured the collodion or, or the temperature that, it was, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so many variables that make a picture unique. Yeah. Like the picture I'm looking at now, there's a kind of a little uh, like puddle. And that was just because when I poured the collodion and I was trying to get it onto the image evenly, I, I fucked it up. And, but it didn't fuck out the picture. It mm-hmm. makes it, you know. Gives a character. Yeah. Uh, so I have some good plates and then I have some not so good plates. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all they're all unique mm-hmm. you know um, so it's nice to be able to appreciate that part of it yeah it's de- it's definitely cool we'll post these pictures you guys so you can see them because uh, there's some really some really nice uh, pictures that you brought in um, these photographs are man they're wonderful Thanks, so man. yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah man we appreciate you, uh, you coming in so yeah it Okay, so when you originally, like, did we talk, so, okay, so Polaroid, film, Mm -hmm. and then Tentotype, right? Yeah, Tentotype. So, Tentotype, right. So, yeah, man, this is, this is nuts. So, do they have, and I know it's like, he brought in a few, um, you know, books, you guys, for us to check out and stuff like that. So, I was kind of looking through uh, one of them earlier on and uh yeah some really cool stuff some some you know some large scale prints you know some some what looks to be like orange slices yeah you know some blood yeah. oranges yeah mm-hmm. i brought well those aren't blood oranges but uh, yeah yeah but like yeah, some, yeah. Some citrus man yeah yeah definitely <laughs> and we appreciate the gifts yeah you brought yeah. citrus and yeah you know how we get we, we get down man shout outs to the people doing whatever they're doing the construction <laughs> workers <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. <clears throat> oh, shit. So, and, and you know the thing I appreciate about Marcos is he's the first person to ask, like, hey, man, what's up with some coffee? Like, and so I automatically, you guys, Dude. I knew we had a connection. I was like, bro, don't even trip. Like, don't even trip. He I said, just bring, just bring a mug. <laughs> right? So yeah. I brought my favorite yeah. mug. Mm-hmm. And, just bring uh, it, yeah. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. nice. So yeah, man, we always have it on deck, bro. Yeah, like I'm dude, always during every episode, nice. you, there's coffee. Well, yeah, you know? I, I saw you at Fulton Street, mm-hmm. so you know, like I yeah. met you, like you said, and then mm-hmm. I think that was a few weeks later, and I, my that was my second pop up, mm-hmm. um, and then you came through, yeah, and got, got your card. Uh, so yeah, Fulton Street. That that's I mean that's a whole another conversation. I I love what they're doing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Omar is a, a friend of mine, and. Uh, it's just talk about like uh, craft, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he, that's someone who really cares about what he's putting in front of us, you mm-hmm. know. Like I, I, I just I totally dig it. Um, 
But yeah, coffee is a must, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, Spice over there, I learned about the different regions that different beans come from and all of yeah. that good stuff and coarse ground versus fine ground. He's really, yeah, yeah they, they, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a science, you know, to yeah. it. And there's definitely a craft, a coffee, water, to fucking coffee ratio to make temperature. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. It's, all that good stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's very similar actually to like when he tells me, he, he'll t- talk to me about the roasting process mm-hmm. It's like I, the process is what I love still you know originally that's how what I how I fell in love with photography and now I'm back to like being obsessed with the process of, of shooting tintypes mm-hmm. um, but at the same time like I'm also trying to be conscious of uh, like doing something important mm-hmm. you know at the same time and creating art mm-hmm. because I think you could get lost in in the process sometimes mm. where you forget about those things yeah so I'm trying to like maintain that as like okay this is a craft that just like any other uh, process or craft anyone can learn mm. if, if you have the patience and the time you can learn it right um, but it's the art of it that I want to I want to maintain that integrity of it mm-hmm. um, so you know there's other there's guys that I follow um, around the country around the world really are producing really cool stuff and and just doing stuff that's important um yeah so, so did you just put that the blood oranges like on a just on a surface and just yeah take a, or like how did how did that come about this was just because like that one looks different so this was just a patio table and okay. i put like a a tablecloth i think okay over it mm-hmm. um and it's just a super close-up you know, like uh, I don't know what the focal depth of this camera. Yeah, you can see kind of the patterns of mm-hmm. of the tablecloth, uh, yeah. but uh, these blood oranges, uh, the process picks up textures really well. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm shooting people, I tell them whatever you wear, wear like something that has texture, like mm-hmm. a good scarf mm-hmm. or uh, a, a nice jacket with like uh, good textures. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I have a couple citrus trees in the backyard, and again, just trying to test out chemistry in the process. I'm, I'm shooting still lifes of, of stuff. So yeah. fruit, uh, you know, we have a lot of ag- great agriculture here. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, in my collection of cameras. That's another thing I'm, I'm shooting still lifes of. But, but yeah, just yeah, the texture you know, of these it's, oranges. It's just, man, <laughs> it's just amazing. It yeah. is. It's amazing. You know. And, you know, my favorite part is the the dip in the middle of that yeah. one, that shadow shape, just yeah. bow. Like, that was, yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see, even in this plate, mm-hmm. like, you get this crazy, uh, swirly kind of, kind of approaching Okay, image. so now, is that a print? Because you see, I, I remember you saying you had to have the same size camera as the... As the uh... Right, so, yeah, this is just a print. Okay. Um, so this was also shot as a 405. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I... Every plate that I shoot, I'll scan them uh, mm-hmm. at high res, and then I print it on fo- some photo paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is temperature, so like, if the plate is too warm, or you know, just the chemicals are too warm, mm-hmm. that collodion starts to dry, uh-huh. and that's what it does. So I have mm-hmm. quite a few plates when I'm shooting in warmer months uh-huh. that do that because you got to be quick about it. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, but that's kind of funky though. It's I know, like, I, like I dug it's it. funky. Yeah. I like it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I like it. It's like you know this vignette. Yeah, like this exactly. Vignette. And yeah, but it's like, it, yeah, it, 
and all of them are different. Like right. they're all like, and that's what makes it funky. It's like, yeah. oh wow, because the portrait ones were those were like more some sci-fi, like right. you know. But then that's like <laughs> that's kind of like it looks a little, a little like a rock yeah. sitting out, yeah. you know. Like that's it's just true. bow, you know. Like it's like these this rock that's just I don't know for some reason when I look at that I just see like a plate, you yeah. know, like a stone plate. I think a lot of that is because like the details of whatever the tablecloth was mm -hmm. it's all lost mm -hmm. just depth of field yeah so exactly. it's, it's very like like you said yeah. it's like a rock just standing mm -hmm. on its own yeah 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 man that stone tablet with blood oranges yeah. on it <laughs> that's funky yeah man i love it i love it dude so yeah okay so we we've talked about a little bit of photography we talked about a little bit of, you know man interesting uh <laughs> <laughs> interesting well you, what's funny is because of the way that yeah no thanks that's all you uh but the way that um what you call that the way that uh these these um these things are set up this particular episode you know i, I went to indiana and mm -hmm. then i recorded a few ones a few episodes so this will be um this airs after our so okay. I was going to ask you about the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl's already oh, already was been over. <laughs> yeah, oh, just like that. We got windows. So yeah, man. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm not. If you ask me about the Super Bowl, I, I mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have an opinion. I don't really watch mm -hmm. any sports, but gotcha. But we have the Bay representing, you know. So that's uh. I have a ton of friends who are Niners fans. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the movie The Irishman? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I just okay. saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you think about it? I loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the pacing of it. Uh, I, I mean, his cinematography is always like that's kind of what he's known for. Yeah. But I like that he. Uh, a lot of the shots are just kind of like a painting. You know, it kind of sits and lets you think about what's about to happen mm -hmm. or what just happened. Um, I think I, there's a conversation with him and all the actors, De Niro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Netflix, mm -hmm. and that was really interesting. Yeah, I, like I the teach, panel. I teach uh, film at Fresno High School. Okay. So I had my students watch that, mm. and because uh, they're trying to learn how to like write about film, um, and that was cool. There's some cool insight, and they're using this that crazy technology yep. that makes you look younger. Mm -hmm. And I guess the cameras, each camera has like three lenses. For some mm -hmm. reason, I don't know yeah. how that works, but so they're saying like uh, he likes to shoot with multi cameras, so they might have like three or four cameras, and each one has three lenses. So like the actors were kind of yeah, it's all what, what do I look at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or where yeah. don't I look? You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. Oh sure. man, yeah, good stuff. Um, that's yeah that was that movie was very well done i was feeling it and you know the thing is is it's like one of those uh it is scorsese is he's one of those guys where he's legendary when it comes to you know his body of work is crazy yeah. and then you get all of the all of those guys and and the, the, the cool thing about the movie that i enjoyed is they were all kind of in roles that you hadn't like you never seen Robert De Niro looking up to Joe Pesci like on some boss shit, you know, in a movie like it's never been like that. Right. So the fact that that's the way that they were cast 
was, you know, it was really cool. And, yeah. you know, Al Pacino popping off every second. Like, and it's like, you want him to pop off, but he was like, right. that the character, you know, like as Jimmy Hoffa, he was just popping hard, man. So, yeah, that, yeah. Shit, was, that shit was dope. Yeah, I, I, I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, just because it's a long film. It is, and yeah. I think I, I think I watched it in like two or three parts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to just like take four-hour chunk of my day yeah. just let that soak in mm-hmm. it's a cool story yeah um, it is yeah yeah it's definitely and it's like damn is there like damn Jimmy Hoffa like I always thought that fool was in a pillar in the MGM Grand that's what I, I always really? thought like or some shit or one of those right. casinos like that's no I heard that he was but that yeah. I mean like that shit and there's a book I need to read the book so I can check it out because yeah. apparently you know the book always has shit oh, for sure. uh, in it but you know it's just like <laughs> a damn. pillar in the Indian Grand yeah uh, <laughs> and that, know, but that, yeah. that casino's too new for him to be in right. that one yeah, yeah. but I mean like, it could have been in an older one yeah exactly <laughs> yeah for sure yeah fucking Jimmy Hoffa here you can use this thanks this works yeah yeah that's it so yeah but um you know i i so now outside of that like what what's were some of the movies growing up that you were into that like kind of um that had you really going as like a, a actually you know what i have a better question yeah so when it comes to photography and like image making who are some of your current favorites because we'll get to the kids oh, stuff in a second um uh, there's a photographer. Well, there's. I have a few answers for that. One okay. that one that stands out that is pretty well known is Albert Watson. Okay. Um, who did a lot of like, um, like a lot of famous models and actors and pop uh-huh. culture. Like, he. I, I think he's been shooting since. Like he's done like Andy Warhol's portrait. Mm. Like a lot of these uh, iconic portraits you see are uh-huh. his work. And I never knew that uh, until recently. I saw him speak. And uh, just the way he uses light, man, is mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good reminder of, like, uh, when you're shooting, whatever you're shooting, whether it's a portrait or a landscape or whatever, uh-huh. uh, it's a good reminder to always find the right light first. Mm. And then you shoot your subject. You know what yep. I mean? It's like, facts. A lot of people are like, well, I have this great model or great building great architecture but uh, it's you gotta find the right light first mm-hmm. so when I travel uh, especially in these bigger cities with like sky rise buildings I like how the you go to San Francisco at any time of the day wherever uh-huh. the sun is and you have sun you have light bouncing off the buildings and that it's acting these buildings are acting as these big reflectors and so it gives these really nice like uh, it gives a really nice light uh, for photography. Okay. So, so now, what are some of your so outside of San Francisco? Like, have you done much traveling, doing photography and stuff like that? Where are some of the places you, you've been to, man? Yeah, uh, I've done quite a bit of traveling. Um, I think my first big trip was in 2009. I went to Thailand. Okay. Uh, a roommate of mine, Frank Delgado. Mm-hmm. Who's who was at the uh, Americas for okay. a while. So real quick, before yeah. you just pause the story, sure. did you get your shots? While traveling? Before you went, yeah, or, or yeah, for the travel and stuff. What do you mean? 
like the shots, like fucking the make, like the you're supposed to get shots and yeah, stuff yeah. before you. Did you get them? Uh, for Thailand, yes. I think that was a shot and a like typhoid typhoid uh, pill or something. Like yeah, you gotta Thailand especially. Uh, <laughs> Vietnam, I think there was one thing you had to get malaria. You had to take like a malaria pill or something, you know. But yeah, you meant like shot shot like. Yeah, 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 like those, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm shots. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I mean like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, okay. No, so, for sure. That was like, especially your first time traveling, mm -hmm. I was a rookie, man, I didn't know. So you did a lot of research uh -huh. and like, yeah, I got everything I needed to. Um, and then as I started traveling more, I was kind of like, well, what do I really need? You know, like mm -hmm. what, what do I, what's, am I really in danger of uh, getting malaria or whatever? So, <laughs> see, <laughs> I mean, that's it, real. <laughs> That'd be scary, but <laughs> see, okay. Now, and, and I asked this question on the podcast, so the family they they were they know us up, man. And and the thing is, you guys hear it, you guys hear it, <laughs> you guys. Just man, yeah, man. We yeah, because we gotta ask. We have to ask to see what's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, get your shots, guys. Yeah. Get your, especially now. I mean, right now, everyone's scared, but. Uh, but I don't know if I'm condoning getting shots. But yeah. I'm just saying, we're, I'm not condoning traveling like. Yeah, do your research. <laughs> yeah, that's, do your you research. Know, that's that's you the go. best advice. Mm -hmm. um, Contact a trusted <laughs> physician. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, oh, Thailand was the first kind of like. I had been to Mexico a couple times, and my, my dad is from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so I've been down there a few times. But other than that, Thailand was like the first big. Trip. I think we were gone for like three and a half weeks mm -hmm. and did some traveling around the country. Okay. Also went to Hong Kong. Well, okay. In Thailand, we took a, a flight, mm -hmm. a quick flight. Hong Kong, fucking awesome. So what? What out of out of the Asian spots yeah. uh, that you've been to over in you know Thailand, Hong Kong, yeah, Vietnam? What place had the best food? Oh shit. Uh, I really enjoy Vietnamese food, uh, but. I think it, uh, Thai food is amazing too. I think it's all very similar. Mm -hmm. um, Viet Vietnam is interesting though because uh, the French were in Vietnam for a while. So there's a lot of French influence. Like you think of a banh mi sandwich, right? Mm -hmm. That's on a French baguette. Mm. So you get these cultures. Yeah. And the food that comes out of that is incredible. And it's just really interesting because uh, you see a lot of French architecture there. And then you taste their food. Uh, like, you go to Vietnam and there's, like, French bakeries everywhere. Mmm, wow, that's nuts. It's because the they're French there for, were there. I don't know how long. Uh, <laughs> Them niggas was in they, they were there for a while. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the French. Yeah, man. So, and that's, that's one of the huge reasons I love traveling is just uh -huh. the food. I yeah. think everyone, I mean, that that's not, I think everyone loves that, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Hong Kong though, the pork in Hong Kong, good lord, man. That, so it's these different things that, mm -hmm. that I remember from different countries where yeah. uh, it's just, just for the food alone, it's reason to travel. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you're opened up to, to different cultures and you learn to like, to love people through, through these things, through food. Uh, and you, you realize we're all very similar, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's cool. Um, but Vietnam uh, came later. I think 
after Thailand, uh, I did a trip with a buddy through Europe. It was quick. It was a couple weeks. It was like the usual Paris, London, Amsterdam. Mm. And Amsterdam, everyone thinks, oh, Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. You know, like, but the food there, you have a ton of cultures blended together. And the food was incredible. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Amsterdam is a place that they have a lot of stuff popping. I need to get out there. Oh, dude, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That shit's on the list. Shouts to Amsterdam. (laughs) Yeah, man. Fucking great shit. Traveling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So when now when you were out there, what were you taking like you had like a point and shoot or did you got film and you like get just like getting it off like yo yeah. boom boom boom. That's a good question. Uh so oh nine, two thousand ten, pretty much up until like two thousand fourteen, all my travels I was taking digital. Okay. Equipment. And, but not just like, you know, now we have this great camera on our phones mm-hmm. and they're making, now they're making a lot of compact stuff that's great for traveling. Uh, but again, I was, I was a rookie. So I was bringing like this big ass DSLR camera and, you know, and I totally look, now I look back, I'm like, man, I'm like a fucking tourist, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it just was, it was heavy, inconvenient. Uh, I got some great shots, mm-hmm. but... I think that's actually what kind of started me going in the path of like, I need something more compact. Mm. I don't want to be carrying around all this expensive equipment that's digital. And so I started turning to little film cameras. Okay. And that was part of one of the reasons. I never really thought about that. Um, So yeah, it wasn't until my... I've been to Vietnam twice. I went again in 2014 and that was the trip. I took like a bag of 35 millimeter film. And I shot a ton of it. Um, and then ever since then, I've been shooting film on my trips. I mean, I'll, I'll shoot a lot of my iPhone, too, but um, it's primarily film. So I'll come back from these trips with, like, 10 to 15 rolls of film, and it's, like, fucking Christmas, man. Like, getting those developed mm-hmm. and all these images that I've been, like, thinking about for a couple months and seeing them right yeah, it's it's cool. It's fun. Yeah, that's dope. So. Yeah, getting it in, mileage, traveling, taking pictures, evolving, and that and that's cool that that made you. You know what I'm saying? You was like, wait, hold on, this is this is too much, man. I gotta figure something else out. Yeah, <laughs> I want, just, you hear a lot of people getting like robbed and shit. And yeah, like, I, I actually did get, I did get robbed in uh, Vietnam. Mm. Um, but they didn't take any, I didn't have any camera gear. And mm-hmm. it was, it, it wasn't like a violent thing. It was just whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some but Vietnamese motherfuckers trying was, to see what's cracking. You know, anywhere you travel, there's, and you could research this too, before you travel to a certain country or a city, just research like, what's the most common type of uh, mugging? Or, you know, they, they have different formats of this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in Vietnam, and I didn't know this was a common thing until it happened to me. Uh, I was walking home late uh, by myself, back to my, my place I was renting, and uh, this guy on a motorbike came up, we were talking, walking for a little bit. He took off, and he was in on it, now that I think back, but uh, he took off, and then these two motorbikes pull up with all women on them. Like three, three and three, I think. I think it was at least six women, yeah. 
So they pull up, and I'm like a half a block from my hotel, and they're like, hey, and, you know, they're always trying to proposition you. You know, you're walking mm-hmm. down the street, hey, you want a massage or you want, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> it's, like, trying to get it's like crack. Three, it's like three in the morning and there's not many people out. And it's six as, as six <laughs> some roll up on you like, yo, what's really good? I'm like, man, they really want it. No, but so they all hop off and they're like, oh, and they're kind of like grabbing me. And I'm like, no, no, no. And it got a little, when I realized that one of them was like, Two of them were holding my arms, and then other ones like grabbing me. And Whoa, I just, but it happened damn. so quick, mm-hmm. and then they all took off, and I go, "Oh fuck, my iPhone's gone." Whoa. Yeah, um, they didn't take. I had some cash. They didn't take that. They just took my phone, and it was like, it was done within like six seconds. Damn. Off their bike, grabbed it. On their bike, gone. Whoa. Yeah, so dang. So I'm like, fuck. So yeah, you guys. But I told <laughs> someone the next day, and they're like. That just happened to someone I know, like last week. Mm. So anywhere you go, there's there's these common. Uh, yeah, know. yeah. Hey, you guys, <laughs> listeners, R and B S family. Uh, if you guys are in Vietnam, watch out for this. And six chicks roll up <laughs> on two bikes, and you think it's you about to pop. Run. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be be safe though. Yeah. Man. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, and you know, I look back at that, and it's. It's a, kind of a funny story because mm-hmm. it wasn't like I didn't get hurt. Right, you know, right, right. Whatever. It was a mm-hmm. phone. It was replaced, but. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's like that's wow. You learn. Yeah. You learn a lot when you're traveling. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, I, I totally, I totally get it, man. Because yeah, there's uh, you know, stuff happens. You know, yeah. there's yeah, people. But like, and that's and that's the thing. Like women be robbing niggas. <laughs> it's real, man. It's, that's true. <laughs> They be robbing, yeah, like, so with that wallet, like that shit, man. I, I, and I know there's instances like outside of what you're speaking of that sure. I've seen, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, all right, yeah, that, you know, like, yeah, yeah that you gotta watch them, yeah. You gotta Whether it's someone like grabbing a bag on a subway and running, or yeah, you know, there's just you gotta have some street smarts. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you learn that. Quickly. Yeah, but yeah, before you guys go somewhere, look up, you know, common types of crimes yeah. and stuff like that so you can be uh, aware of, because, uh, you know, it may be something else in another country. Yeah. You might be out, oh, you yeah, know, man. but yeah, who knows? <laughs> like, uh, we, I was in uh, Lisbon, Portugal last summer, and mm. there, I guess that's known for, like, the best pickpocketers in the world. <laughs> Shout out to like Portugal. Where do you like? How does that? I don't know, but you uh, know, we, you we know, someone, that's how they gotta get yeah, it. We saw someone who had just gotten, you know, their shit stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, man. I don't know what the common crime here is, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's definitely it's crazy. So that's that's something that yeah yeah we gotta watch out for. Definitely. So okay, so let's get kind of <laughs> we sidetrack a little bit. Yeah, no, we totally sidetrack. <laughs> so outside of that, um, yeah, man. Okay, so originally, yeah, we, we were going back and we were we were kind of talking about movies and let let's yeah. talk about let's talk about music though. What type of music do you listen to when you're developing and you're you know working uh, you know on the tin type and, and making stuff like that? Yeah, uh, I I've been 
really into a lot of like uh, soul music um, recently. Uh, mm. And a friend of mine, a friend, I have one, this one friend, his name's Kevin, uh, who's kind of turned me on to a lot of good music. Um, and so right now it's a lot of like, there's a couple of record labels, uh, one's called Coal Mine, and then there's Daptone. Sharon Jones is a part of that. She passed away uh, from cancer. Charles Bradley, he was another, this old, uh, he was probably close to 70. He was an old, like, James Brown impersonator in his youth. <laughs> wow. And then he became, like, kind of this fixture in the soul uh, music community before he passed. Um, so, yeah, I think just a lot of soul. Uh, but then I go back and find myself listening to, like, uh, like, on the way here, actually, uh, Black Hole Sun came on and that brought me back to high school so a lot of like Pearl Jam or the early grunge stuff um, that I'll revisit but I like the mellow funk uh, that soul provides you know yeah so, so now have you been having say, so outside of the Fulton Street Coffee um, those pop-ups what other yeah. like how are you doing primarily like uh portraits like uh for like commission work or like how are you uh like you know are you doing like because i noticed you you have those or those yeah. you know ones that you've done for friends and you yep. uh, how are you um so oh you said you were you teach film also right yeah. it, okay okay yeah, yeah. yeah so let, let's talk about that for a second let's talk about how how have you changed how has teaching changed the way that you approach you know a ph photography yeah uh I would say quite a bit, um, just because I'm constantly trying to, uh, I'm trying to think of like how people learn. That's mm -hmm. like always on my mind. Is like how do I help someone learn something? Um, so it, it's always and it's always changing. Like every year, there's there aren't any two years that look the same um, in my in my class. So mm -hmm. I'm always trying to adapt my class. Um, but <clears throat> as far as photography goes. My classes are, uh, it's like a video production uh, and then a film class, which is part production, part watching films, learning like uh, what to look for in films mm -hmm. for themes and motifs. Uh, so it definitely gets me thinking of, like I was saying earlier, like trying to maintain some type of like integri integrity with the actual art mm -hmm. of my photography. Um, because every day I'm exposed and I'm trying to teach students like this is important. Mm -hmm. and so trying to practice that is important for me because otherwise I'm just like a talking head you know um, uh, and I think just uh, connecting with I try to connect with my students on like a personal level uh, which I, I think a lot of the teachers where I teach do that but I've definitely seen and you probably could think of like teachers you've had in the past or just like here's a worksheet fucking do it mm -hmm. and I'm on my way to retirement mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah. and I never want to be that that teacher uh, yeah. and I think this helps me because it gives me something uh, that I'm passionate about to do when I leave mm -hmm. school um, and I can share that with my students mm. um, yeah yeah man huh you know and, and the thing is is that's in order to be a teacher, you got to be a student, but it's like when you get to that level, then you're like, damn, I still got hella shit to learn myself. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's this, uh, it's this never-ending process. Yeah. Especially with this uh, subject matter 
film. It's like I'm, I've always enjoyed watching the films, but mm -hmm. now that like my students are required to watch certain films, or just they need to have a working knowledge of, of some films, and uh -huh. uh, so it's forced me to watch some films that have been around for a while, and I just it's like holy shit, why haven't I seen this? Or you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so what some what are some films that you feel what you felt like oh shit why, why am I seeing this? Um, well, there's one recently watched in class called Run Lola Run. It's a German film. It's the same. the The woman who plays the main character is the same one who plays like uh, in the Jason Bourne films, mm. and it's kind of that same genre. It's kind of action. Uh, it's in it, it's in German, so you, you have some subtitles, but. Uh, it's unique in its editing and storytelling. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's a, a recent example. Um, but again, I'm trying to like switch up the films every year that I show my students. So uh, I've always been a Wes Anderson fan just because I like his uh, symmetry that's in his work. Um, and so there's a film of his called Moonrise Kingdom mm -hmm. that I really enjoy. And it's like a lighthearted, you know, kind of coming of age film. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I always go back to like, you know, I grew up in the 80s, so there was a lot of like classic films, you know, uh, Goonies, and yeah. E.T., and mm -hmm. Alien, and mm -hmm. all, like a ton of stuff that when I talk about these, my students are like, oh, I haven't seen the Goonies. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So there's that whole piece that I want to turn them on to mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun job. It's, it's a lot of work. But it's rewarding, you know, because you mm -hmm. you reconnect uh, with with like this this guy here in this picture. He's he was my first year teaching out at Clovis East. Okay. He was in my class, and we've kept in contact, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's cool, it's like seeing homie, like I love kind of seeing you know he's thirty <laughs> years old now, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Fuck, uh, man. Oh, man. I, I'm turning 40 in like two weeks mm. and so that's another whole like uh, congratulations thanks man thanks mm -hmm. yeah, yeah man so looking back at some of these kids who you know uh, my first few years of teaching I was really like I want these students to get into like careers that are photography or video I was really committed to that like and that was what was important to me and now I'm like, yeah, that's great, but I'd rather them just be, like, good humans. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, seeing that a lot of these former students are just good people now and, yeah. like, fun to talk to, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, that makes me proud. Yeah. Um, and there are some students who go on uh, to do this type of work, but that's not no longer, like, what drives me to teach. You know, mm -hmm. where it was kind of as a, a, a rookie teacher is, like, gotta be you know yeah but now I'm like hey man here's some here's some cool stuff mm -hmm. to appreciate here's why you should appreciate it and uh if you if you like it cool if not then you know mm -hmm. so yeah it's been fun mm -hmm. um but as far as like uh, pop-up events i think you're, you're gonna ask about yeah um, so the fulton street event was my second um event and then since then I don't know that was in December I have one tonight okay at, at Fresbrew in, okay in Olive uh, okay right across from the Tower Theater nice yeah so my buddy Nick 
owns that spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and say what tonight is. Say what the date is. So that when that way. Oh, February first. See, you did yeah, so yeah. special. So this is yeah. You guys yeah. missed that. But February if you 1st. came out, good looking out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there is another one. Uh, I have two for February. The next one is uh, February. 13th okay I think it's a Thursday at root okay and so they're doing like a Valentine's Day thing where you get a tintype portrait and uh, uh, Quell State is gonna be out there pouring cocktails so it's like a package thing you get a portrait and Mm -hmm. a couple cocktails Mm -hmm. uh, for like 70 bucks nice well there you guys go that's the next one if you're in the Fresno area and then that and you can actually we'll see and this will air before that so yeah so now you guys have an event a unique Valentine's Day experience Mm -hmm. you know like that's always for a lot of people it's like what do I do for my significant other you know uh, give them an experience Mm -hmm. there you go man (laughs) and it's the day before Valentine's Day so Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a warm up Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can take your side piece. <laughs> I just choked on my coffee. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh man, for real, for real. Like, uh, you know, shout yeah, out. Hey, yeah. I mean, like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep it a buck. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta keep it real over here on Art and BS, man. The podcast family, y'all know what's up. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Shout outs to all the citrus trees in California, yeah. man. My favorite. My yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. Fruit, man. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> these joints are banging. Yeah, you know, Marco's brought in some fucking uh, some citrus. Oh, yeah. You got to get that, get that going. <laughs> Great quality stuff, bro. So yeah, that's, so now when you now when you're talking to your students, do you are you even covering like ten like because you're you're teaching film, but is there any way that you're able to work in what you do? Do they ever yeah. ask or how yeah. they come up? Uh, yeah, some of them do ask because like I have some of my work in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple of things like just on display uh, just for myself. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get a student who's like, is this, you know, like it's a picture of my fiance, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, is this your grandma? You know, because they think it's an old heirloom. Mm. And I'm like, no, this is actually was taken last month or whatever. <laughs> they're like, what the hell? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm able to uh, kind of talk about the process with some students who are interested. I have a few students this year and past years who, you know, they're taking a video class or a mm-hmm. film class, but... They're, they're really interested in photography. Uh-huh. So it's nice. Uh, actually, one of my students has been my assistant at some of my pop-ups. Okay. Like Fulton Street one, she was there helping me out. Mm-hmm. So she's actually kind of learning this just by watching me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't found a way to incorporate this specifically into what I'm teaching them. Gotcha. Uh, besides just having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of photography, uh, aspects of photography that I teach them, like composition mm-hmm. and lighting, of course, and uh, stuff that they have to pay attention to. But, yeah. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Episode 41 of the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists for artists and art lovers. It was a cold-blooded punch-in. We just had to take a break, you guys. Stretch it, stretch it out, old man. Fucking 
problems. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we at the we at the um, we at the point where like you know what I'm saying I get up, my my joints crack and they making noises and stuff. You know how you. But here's the thing, is it's it's a you know it's a it's a cool feeling to still be here you know we're still able to be creative even with our creaky joints so we just gotta enjoy every day that we got so yeah man we're we're in here we're talking about art we're talking about bs we've covered a whole bunch of stuff you know and i always like to ask people some people are into it some people aren't into yeah. it how do you feel about anime you fuck with anime no Mm-hmm. and i don't know why mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. yeah yeah I have, it's I have like, students nope. who mm-hmm. like are in that. And I, yeah. I know adults who are, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the gateway. <laughs> what the drug gateway for anime is? You, you know, know like, the gateway drug. There's like three ones. They're right. like gateway drugs. There's Akira, Ninja Scroll. Okay. Um, and what's the other gateway one? Um, <laughs> I <always laughs> like some that. crazy shit. Yeah. Like uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Akira. Either just Akira. Okay. If you just watch Akira or Ninja Scroll, one of those two. Like shit, just watch Ninja Scroll. Do you watch that? Like you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like I totally, I understand now because that's just like an iconic. That was as a kid. Um, it was those, and then like I thought Akira was later, but it was like the first shits I seen were uh, Ninja Scroll, Vampire Hunter D, and um, fuck, what was the third one? Ninja Scroll, Vampire Hunter D, and. Wicked City was later. Okay. Um, Wicked City is like super, like it's tight. I think that you would like it's adult. It's like it's yeah. so, so you can't watch it. Like it's not kid friendly, but that's a good one. But watch Ninja Scroll first. Like okay. that's that's the, the that is the crack of it, you know. And then Akira is something that's real cinematic, real epic. It has that's a great on our story. Film list mm-hmm. for yeah, class. yeah, yeah. No, that's so, one of those ones. Yeah, that's now, one I haven't watched yet. If you not, if you watch that, you'll be like, okay, this is hard. Okay, I need to watch that then. The only thing is, is it's it's tight and it's it is it's a it's like comparing um, Ninja Scroll is just more action oriented, okay. like and Akira is more story driven, sure. but it has cool action sequences. Yeah. It does. It's like I'm not even more friend. It has some really was, cool fights and you know. Is Akira? When was that? Eighties, eighty-eight or something? Dude, or nineties? Um, yeah, it was. I, I believe. No, I believe it was like early 90s. But they had like a okay. manga, dude, that was super crazy. And I never, my homie, uh, okay. Great Granny, he has all them shits. and like phone books, man. But, uh, all right, and it's like, it yeah, but Kira, that's a really good one. It's real, yeah, it's, it's a good one. And it's, maybe that's your gateway one. And if yeah. that's on the list, then yeah. Because it is solid, Tetsuo and Kaneda. They're like the main okay. characters. And, right. uh. Yeah, everybody kind of goes. You're you're gonna like kind of. You'll see. You're like, okay, every you like one more than I, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that tattoo. I like you know. Oh man, I feel you know. Canadian. He's just he's raw. You oh, know I can what I'm see saying? Even yeah, like yeah. some, you know, like. Oh yeah, that's um the um Studio Ghibli. What's the thing? What's the Spirited Away? Yeah, oh, okay. that's that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that I was um. You know what's interesting about painting for me is uh, it's at, a lot of times. At this point, it's like exercises. So, yeah. like, I'll do things to test, like, and see, like, how how can it can I do this? You know, yeah, and then yeah. and then now it's like, okay, that particular painting, 
you know, I, I flipped it, and then that was in the middle of like a bunch of. I, I was just painting a bunch of still life paintings, okay. and then I was like, okay, I want to do this, but then there's so much information in this painting, you know, I I, I got tired of it, sure. and then you know, come did, back to it, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. came back to it, and was like, okay, boom, that's it. But yeah. now I'm kind of more into, you know, I'm getting my landscape game up and trying Sweet. to learn how, you know, nature works and getting back into plain air. Um, yeah. Painting, you know, studio fucking painting and all this. Yeah, yeah. man. Been really geared towards that more uh, lately. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's fun and it's all, I feel like it's just like you learn certain things and then boom, you can come back to wherever yeah. you want in art, you know. So yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's important, like challenging yourself. Yeah. Or just that question, like you said, is can I do this? Mm-hmm. And then not just asking it, but then like doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That, uh, that's. I think that's part of uh, just being an artist, you know, is like accepting those personal challenges and mm-hmm. then like figuring out like, oh shit, I can do this. And then I adapt it or, you know, you learn something else along the way. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's that, that's, I, I couldn't have stated it. Yeah. You got, you had the eloquence to it, man. We out here. Art MBS podcast episode forty one. So now, growing up, were you playing video games as a kid? Oh yeah. Okay, so what were some of your what What were you rocking out on, man? What was, uh, yeah. So, oh man, well the the console that I had was the original Sega, mm. so not Genesis before the Sega Genesis. Sega Master System. Was that? Was, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like uh, Double Dragon, and uh, <laughs> I, I I can't remember all all the games that were on that console but um, and then of course a lot of my friends had the NES uh, so it was like you know those are the days of going to the arcade but you know Super Mario Brothers uh, the track and field uh, Galaga all those mm-hmm. like classic arcade games that were like the current thing mm-hmm. you know that now you, you could go to like uh, Barcade and they're all there you know mm-hmm. and it's, it's fucking awesome but uh, <coughs> Yeah, I think mainly in the 80s, I, I was really into uh, just Nintendo. And then, you know, through high school, I never really owned a console, but a lot of my friends had, like, the GameCube. So what were your Super old Nintendo. school Nintendo classics? What, what, were you, what was your top three that you would go to, man? Oh, man. Um, as a kid, it was uh, Duck Hunt. <laughs> oh, fucking Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the Mario Brothers. Like, mm-hmm. I remember staying up to, like, the wee hours in the morning with friends. When, like, the, after the first Super Mario Brothers, like, the two and three, where you were, like, on the map. And, mm-hmm. you know, yep. Uh, three was crazy. Spent a lot of time playing that mm-hmm. game. Now, do you remember that movie, The Wiz? Yeah. Yeah, where they, yeah. they it was like the Nintendo tournament and then uh the the last uh joint was the Super Mario three and that yeah. was like so and that was actually where they debuted they, that, that game. That was like their that release was their release for the game, movie. yeah. So like and like my pops took me to see that shit, man. So we're in yeah. there and you know the villain, the bully got the power glove, them shits was trash. Oh, power yeah. glove was trash like when you if you used it the functionality was terrible. But oh. he had one and he made it look cool. Yeah. yeah. 
has little rocker hair, you know, and uh, you know, so the Wiz like that he gets to that he goes to the Nintendo fucking championships and yeah. gets to the last joint, and then it's Super Mario three, and you just as a kid you go nuts because you know Super Mario one, and then Super Mario two was this crazy thing that you were like, this doesn't seem yeah. like part yeah. one. It was like how they did Zelda, like Zelda two was hella yeah. weird, and then it was like. I don't know if I Zelda, even. That's, yeah, that's definitely my top mm-hmm. three. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and then you yeah. see, oh shit, there's a world map, and then yeah. like all this shit, you're like, whoa, what the? There's a frog suit. Wait, yeah. what? He's like, what is happening right now? Oh man, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I recently, well, not re- a few years ago, you know, they came out with like the updated, the little like uh, NES. Oh yeah, the mini joints. Yeah, the mini. Yeah. I bought one of those, and it has uh, Super Mario. One and maybe one, two, and three on that. Yeah, but yeah, it was. I had forgotten about like how far that had come from the original, and all of a sudden you're playing this whole. It felt like a different game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but three was was mm-hmm. that was the one that was uh, raccoon suits. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was so. Uh, I don't know what. I remember what year that was. Remember what year was that? Still in the eighty? That was like mm-hmm. that was like ninety. Yeah, that had to be like. Or that was early 90s, definitely. Okay. I want to say 93, 94, 95, like yeah. in there, that kind of era. But yeah, because it was definitely early 90s, okay. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Zelda, I, mean, I don't know how I could even forget about Zelda. Mm-hmm. That was like the fact that you could like save your progress. Mm-hmm. And then if like your little cousin came by and actually kicked the reset button, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that happened mm-hmm. where <laughs> you'd lose like. Like an eight-hour session of Zelda, like oh my god! <laughs> and I started to replay it on the mini edition, mm-hmm. and it's like it still feels like you know it's so nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. the music instantly, yep. you're like back on the mm-hmm. dirty carpet playing, you know, eating yeah. snacks. Like, yeah, and they had all the yeah that game was cold blood. Yeah. You get the silver boomerang, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, dude, that was the joint, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were those were definitely classics. Yep, and then the evolution of everything, you know, and everything just went super crazy after yeah. that. And it just, you know, it's 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 wild because I remember being a kid thinking like, there's no way the video games will ever look like movies. And then now it's right. like a movie, you know, like yeah. now everything's a movie, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, the story. Yeah. It's a lot about like the stories now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever played a PS4. You know, it's like a lot of these. Uh, I had an Xbox mm-hmm. when it first came out, but that was the only one I really played a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's insane. You'll see some of the. You'll see. You'll walk by, see someone playing a game like FIFA or something, mm-hmm. and you it legit looks like you're they're watching a soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit, even like how far Zelda's come. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Zelda's fucking like it's a fucking movie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's a like yeah, shit's a fucking What's movie. What's the new handheld? The Switch. Yeah, yeah, man. The Zelda, I, my buddy was yeah. playing it on that. I'm just yeah, like, man. dude, that's beyond me. At yeah, this point. yeah, that shit's old. fucking nuts, <laughs> man. That shit's like a fucking world, dude. Yeah. Like. Yeah, but I mean, and what's crazy though is for me, I appreciate the level of art that goes into that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, damn, dude, you have to come up with these character designs, you gotta fucking come up with all this fucking, these environments, you know what I'm saying? It is like a film, it's a film Mm -hmm. with multiple worlds Mm -hmm. and multiple endings, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, 
Yeah, I don't think a lot of anyone really thinks of it as an actual. Uh, it's a story, and then you have like these artists creating, like you said, characters and content for the characters, wardrobe, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but see, yeah, and it, it's all yeah, man, all the fucking art that goes in that all of the things we do and yeah. when you stop and you smell the roses it's like damn you can appreciate it like and then you start looking like when you look at the films when you look at games like you you appreciate like oh costume design you appreciate things like that right. you know composition right. like okay how is this how is this really line up how is you know how's everything really and, and you know and now i feel like um you know with movies dude the, it, it's really it's crazy because like there's okay there's great technology in movies right but i feel like with um it's it's crazy because the the irishman it took them hell along to make that you know you got shit like infinity war yeah. which is like that's fucking super insane so yeah. it's showing like the the leaps and bounds and what we're, we're able to do is super amazing man yeah um yeah. So what? Okay. So you said Akira's on the the reading or the the, the watch list. the film list. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the the class itself, uh, every year, one of their like big assessments or their tests or whatever you want to call it is, uh, they have to. I give them. So I'm I'm given a list of ten films uh-huh. from this group, and then I have to pass three of those films on to my students, and they they have to pick one, and then to analyze it, they have to write a paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and Akira is on that list. Nice. Um, if the smart week, kid will pick Akira. <laughs> yeah, so next week we're watching. In the past, I had just like, I would give them the titles and it was up to them to pick and watch it on their own. But mm-hmm. next week we're actually spending a full day watching three films together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you've you've uh, made my uh, choice. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> so Akira, it. Let's go. Hey. Akira is officially going to be one of the films. Yes. Shout and, outs. Uh, there's a couple of, there's a French. Uh, film they're all the, the the course is kind of built on like appreciating other uh, films from other cultures nice so i try to choose like different genres and then like at least two films from other cultures okay i like so, it uh, always one made here in the u.s but mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah you gotta yeah. show the home turf some love but yeah. i mean three two out of three ain't bad yeah. you guys getting it in man for real yeah. yeah for real we're definitely putting the work in um, so now do you, do you think that, um, like, so, and, and you, what's, what's kind of cool is, is you have a solid schedule being a teacher that, yeah. and that you get set times off and you can yeah. still, mm-hmm. yeah. So now what would you say? Well, I, cause I always like to ask people about, um, not only the 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 anime the the the, the video games mm-hmm. but hold on real quick real quick before we before we got video games because we gotta talk super nintendo did you, did you mess with super nintendo yeah i think i was uh like tony hawk okay but yeah i think that was the one i remember uh playing a lot of but uh or there's like a baseball mlb something or other mm. yeah i think super nintendo like what years was that kind of? When did it come out? You know. Yeah, Super Nintendo was ninety four, and Tony Hawk was on PS one. That was on oh, PlayStation. Was P- yeah, okay. yeah, Tony Hawk was playing. Shout out to Tony Hawk. Though. Yeah. Let's hold on that. That game was hard. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, game was, that was fucking addicting. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, did you play in the cheat codes? 
No. Okay, okay. No, so you played it without the codes. Yeah. Okay, kind of okay. learned it, learned mm-hmm. it raw. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, nah. I'm not putting in the codes over no. here. No, well, that's another thing is like playing a lot of these games in the 80s. Uh, I mean, there were like those magazines you could go buy, mm-hmm. like cheat codes. Yeah. Tips and tricks. You yeah. know, like Game I didn't problem. have any of that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in life, when I started playing games again, like on Xbox, it's like, dude, you can look in any of the stuff up online. On the internet, like, yeah. Well, it became, because that's what it was, bro. It was like, you had like, because Tips and Tricks was really like the big one. Yeah. But then like, there's like magazines that ended up dying. You know, Game Pro was all, all right. right. And then there's like Electronic Gaming Monthly, which was like, that was some shit that was just like more like reviews. But what was the shit though, was this website called Game Facts. Right, oh, okay. so check this out. So Game Facts, like Game F A Q S, right? Okay. GameFacts.com, yeah. right? So Shaza, y'all niggas need to see. I always say y'all, y'all niggas need to sponsor me for plugging you guys because here's what was tight. In oh, let me get my years right. Ninety eight, yeah. ninety eight, ninety nine, right? Dreamcast, Sega Dreamcast oh, yeah. years, right? Here's and, yeah. and see, and here's how fucking crazy it was. Like, so you could. Sega Dreamcast, Shaz a Sega Dreamcast. Y'all niggas need to sponsor us. Uh, but um, for real, man, these niggas, man, for real, I'll tell you, we love you, but as much love as I've given Sega in, in the past yeah. and Dreamcast, yeah, y'all, hey, man, sh- shout us, uh, shout us a-, a check or something. But yeah, so anyway, you could, because you know they had the VMUs, it was like a virtual memory unit, and you would oh, put that okay. in your controller. So well, the thing about Sega Dreamcast was you could connect to the internet, right? They had a browser, right. and then you could connect to the internet, and you could go to GameFAQs, and you could download the save files for oh, games. Shit. So like fighting games, they had a hell of characters. You could just download the save files. So like Marvel Marvel versus Capcom yeah. 2, there's like 50-something characters in that bitch. And it's like a you got to either buy them, like unlock them bitches by manually yeah. playing, or you would just go there and download, or like Power Stone 2. Power Stone 2, was <laughs> that was the shit, dude. And you would, uh, and it was like all the fucking weapons, and you fucking, uh, you know, you had to either unlock them in yeah, the game, yeah. or you just go to GameFAQs and you download that fucking save file to your VMU, dude. Well, so that was th- kind of the first time you had direct access to... Uh... To the internet with a gaming right. system, yeah, yes. That's it was insane, Because there was, a, there was a game on Super Nintendo, I don't know if it was called Weapon Lord or fucking web. It was like a, I think it was Weapon Lord, and you could supposedly play online. It was like a fighting okay. game, and you could supposedly play online, but it just, it, I don't even see how that worked with Super Nintendo. You know, so it yeah. may be on a PC or something, but at that age, or it, yeah, at that like time, you know, age and time, it didn't seem possible. But right. then once Sega came, they had to little pour it on the back, a little phone jack, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because that yeah. was all, you know? Yeah, man, some old school shit. That yeah. was when motherfuckers was using 56K. <laughs> dial up, nigga. Yeah, dial up, boys. 98, 99. <laughs> I remember still not really understanding what the internet was. Mm. Like those, That was like the... That was weird. I remember in 1994, asking my older brother, who was four years older, uh, he was trying to explain to me the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, And if you think about that, how do you explain that? Like, that, that just blows me away. He was, I forget how he put it, but I remember like asking, a bad like, word. what, because I kept hearing about the World Wide Web, mm-hmm. and like, what, but what is it? Like, I wanted to know, like, what is it? Yeah, it? Like, yeah. What is it? And he was just like, I mean, his explanation was basically, uh, 
it's, it, he didn't do a good job explaining it. So then I was more confused. But I tell my students that sometimes, like, I'm old enough to have asked the question, well, what do you mean? What's the internet? You know, like, yeah. because it was, it felt like it was overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have your whole childhood, and then all of a sudden the internet happens. Mm-hmm. And that, now it's like post-internet. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and I still wouldn't know how to explain what it is. Yeah, you know what's interesting is like, yeah, I, and yeah, it definitely, you have to, it's like a, a fucking, it definitely depends on like, like, cause how you, how you say like, what is the internet and like how you have the, the amount of like access you have to like this weird technology and computers and stuff like yeah. that. Cause if like, if you don't have a, if you like back in the nineties, not everybody had computers, right. like right. that wasn't a thing that yeah. everyone fucking had, you know? So it was yeah. like, I mean like out of 10 people, one person may, two right. people may have a computer. Right. So I'm trying to think like, yeah, dude, out of all of my friends, I don't think any of them had computers. I was the only one, like, my dad really? had a computer. Yeah, and it was, like, but he, he's always been, you know, like, my dad's, like, super fucking, uh, he's, he's super cool. Shouts my pops, man. <laughs> but he's, like, a, uh, you know, he's, like, an ex-Marine and shit. So he's, oh, like, okay. you know, like, don't use my shit unless you ask. But he would yeah, let yeah. me, like, in spurts, use his computers, right? So, like, he had, like, a Commodore 64 at first. Like, he's, like, yeah. so it's, like, always, like, but like, and then, like, l- later on, like, there's Windows 3. Yeah. fucking five and shit. And then that was, like, the, the era of, like, the, because the first time I, I remember... Like the internet, the internet for me is, and this is a lot of y'all motherfuckers is gonna be able to relay America online. The yeah. fucking three symbols, yep. the fucking janky fucking watching it go from each one. Yeah, welcome. You've and got you mail. Yeah. yeah, that sound yeah. of actually now you're online. Like, yeah, oh, shit. yeah, I could talk to anyone. You know, but before like, that, there was some other shit like Prodigy or something. Yeah, Prodigy was before, but was that Netscape or there was like Netscape, yeah. Navigator, Prodigy, because those were those that was access to the internet. But in that in that era, you had to know where the hell you were going. There was right. not like there wasn't your now. You open up. There's a home page. Right? Yeah, or right. Like, mm-hmm. And it has all your yeah. sponsored shit. Yeah. or your. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah. You, you had to know, and the web addresses weren't like broadwaystudios.com. Nope. It was like Broadway HF 14 Niner Heater exclamation point. And I remember writing that shit down like, all right, I got to I gotta put in these like 32 digits to get to where I'm going. And then you yeah. fuck up one thing and you're nowhere because there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of content. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. So weird, man. Yep. And then America Online was the first company to really curate the experience for the user. Yeah. Like, yo, here's all the shit. Here's yeah, the they had a homepage. Here's a yeah. this. Here's yeah. a that. Like a dashboard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah dashboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The landing page or yeah. fucking where the homepage, wherever you want to call that shit. Yeah, but it was basically yeah, a dashboard. Yeah. And then, um, 
let's see, fucking, yeah, man, America Online. And then after that, like, Yahoo really started fucking with boys like that. Because yeah. it was like, they they were Google before Google was yep. Google. Yep. You know, it was Yahoo. You know, and Yahoo was the first person to drop emojis, but they were called emoticons. Like, in their really? instant messenger, yes. Yeah, yeah. Their whole, like, that, all of that shit, the fucking cowboy hat, the clown, the yeah. fucking throwing up, all that shit. That's some oh, Yahoo really? shit, really? nigga. Yeah. Wow. That shit it's been I remember dude I was I was man I don't think I ever really used I mean I was using AOL but yeah that's hilarious yeah man, man that was yeah that's, that was back then it was yeah it was cracking man yeah the, the emoticons what they were emojis yeah. were called yeah that's it so it's just yeah. interesting yeah shit ain't it's nothing there's nothing new under the sun dude no yeah, yeah. that's yeah. just fucking wild yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, you know, I always think of, like, my childhood and the technology that I was exposed to. And I, and now, like, every once in a while, like, I'll be doing something on my phone and just think, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, I have that realization, like, I'm really, <laughs> I just start tripping out, like, I could take this photo and instantly send it to, you know, it's like, no shit you could do that because we've been doing it for so long but having like my whole childhood where Mm -hmm. it's like none of that ever existed yeah uh, do you remember the first time on TV seeing something like that and like what you thought do you remember like that instance like of seeing like a video like because well I mean like Star Trek for for me like the first time seeing like oh wait this motherfucker's talking to another motherfucker through video like you know what I'm saying it's yeah. like that will never happen in my lifetime right. you know what I'm saying especially in the context of that show or the film whatever you're yeah. watching it's like oh yeah it's a movie or it's a show yeah. and it's a futuristic yeah. thing so you don't have to really think about will it ever happen yeah. and now it's happening Yeah. and so that's that's what I'm saying I think now we can make those connections back to when we were kids watching that and going holy shit mm-hmm. it's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what it is yeah man uh it's great though, you know, like in a way, it could be horrible in a way too. Mm-hmm. I think we've all seen that, but um Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, we basically we covered, you know, the art, we covered the BS. Um now you got the event coming up yeah. at Root this uh which is Thursday February thirteenth. Okay. The, the night before Valentine's. February thirteenth. Right, the yeah. night before. You guys heard the man. So, so uh, now, um, okay, so, you know, we, I, I, I you know, two questions that, that, that I have to hit you with because we, we like to ask, okay. you know, as we as we wrap up, I like to ask the guests, do you have any shout outs? Oh, shit. <laughs> Let me pass that up and then I'll come back to it. Okay, all right. <laughs> so where can they find you on the web if they're yeah, looking yeah. for you as a second? Um uh, I post most of my stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's M underscore underscore two underscores, which I just found out. <laughs> Tovar, T-O-V-A-R. So M underscore underscore Tovar, T-O-V-A-R. Um, yeah, someone just recently pointed out, like, you know you have two underscores, right? Because I gave my information to Root for the mm-hmm. event, and it had one. Mm-hmm. And I, I always put it as one, mm-hmm. and for some reason... Maybe that shit was already taken. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so most of my stuff's on Instagram. Um, it was a personal page, but now it's kind of turned into like my tintype mm-hmm. stuff. So 
And then I do have a website with some of my digital work and tintype. Uh, that's just tovarphotography.com. Okay, fantastic. Um, and we'll post yeah. that also in the description. Cool. You know, check check this man out if you guys are out in the area, you want to hit him up, you want to meet him over in Hong Kong next time he's out <laughs> there to take some pictures, you know, he's working, doing doing some really uh, nice, nice uh, work when it comes to this photography and this tin type stuff. It's super impressive, you guys. I'm going to put some pictures up on the... Uh, on the Instagram so you guys can see that. We'll put his, you know, uh, information up, tag him, all that good stuff. So, yeah. So, all right, he got that. We're saving the shout-outs for some other time, <laughs> you know. So, with that, you could be anywhere on the Internet, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Catch us again next week. Same BS time, same BS channel. Once again, this some shit I just thought of, y'all. Scientific fiction that's not admissible in no court of law. I'm out of here like Vladimir. James Drills over and out. Peace.